my friends, and welcome to another episode of the Revelation Wellness Podcast. Today, we are going into part two of intimacy, training intimacy with God. I talk about the two postures of intimacy. Really excited to start breaking that down some more, but mostly this podcast is about getting you out of any stronghold where you feel stuck, where you feel like you don't hear from God, where you keep doing the same thing that you know you don't want to do. And I'm positive and convinced that if we knew how loved we are by God, all our craziness would cease. (laughs) So intimacy, the practice, the training of it is so important. So we'll talk about how to get yourself when you're having those crazy moments how the solution is intimacy and what that looks like and and the kind of the steps you can take. So I would encourage you, please get a pen and paper out. I mean, it's really simple. It's a three-step process and you will leave. uh, If you do this, you put it into practice. I promise you, you will see change in your life. Your mind will be renewed. Your body will fall in line. You will start living the life uh, that you were meant to live. We got to break free from the thoughts that we have that keep us from the love of God. So this will podcast is going to teach you that today. And of course, I expand upon my own crazy with you and how I'm practically going through that step by step to work myself out of another crazy pattern that I find easily without my mind being renewed, I will hold to. Also, our instructor training happens in three weeks, actually two weeks, two weeks from um, this Thursday. So on February 13th and 16th, don't delay, head over there, download a packet under become an instructor at revelationwellness.org. We really do suggest no further than two, after two weeks before training, it starts to get crazy. It might be harder to get your materials in time and uh, we really don't want to have you feel crazy chaos in coming in, but don't delay if that's something you're looking forward to doing. And if you didn't join the Little Way Challenge, um, you can go to the website and just sign up for our free seven days. You'll get a taste of what this Little Way Challenge, you're gonna hear me talk about that because this is the season we're in right now. And you guys, I hope these podcasts are benefiting you whether or not you're in the challenge. And then Thursday night, we're gonna be having a live Q&A panel discussion myself and some other Revelation Wellness instructors, people that honestly just learned to live their own lives healthy, whole, and free. So they, from that that place, from overflow, they could instruct, encourage, and um, lead others into the same type of wholeness. So that panel discussion will have people that um, were absolutely newbies to fitness. They didn't know what the heck God was doing calling them into fitness, all the way up to people that had thought they knew everything there is to know about fitness and what the heck would they need Jesus to help them out for. <laughs> so it's going to be a fun night. Uh, you can go to the website, actually go to the Facebook page, our Instagram page um, at Revelation Wellness, and you will see that information of how you can be live on that call. All right, we're so grateful you're here. I'm always so blessed. Thank you that I get to share openly and honestly with you. And in the end, friend, do the work. Whatever it is God's calling you to do, you're equipped to do it. Put it into action. I promise you, you'll live the free and whole life. Peace. All right, who's ready to talk intimacy? We are on, like I said, day 15 of our Little Way Challenge. And this week, in our third week of training, 
We talked about food in the first week. We talked about what we drink in the second week. I just got those off the table. Like, all right, all right, everyone, simmer down because I know you're probably asking, what should I be eating? What should I be drinking? So we got to that. Good job. And you're all walking very freely. There, everyone's at a different pace. There's no, you know, you go to CrossFit and I, I enjoyed a good CrossFit class, but there's like a clock going and you're like trying to beat the clock and everyone's time is up there. Um... that's fun if you can keep it fun when it starts to lose fun when you start to lose the joy of your own best effort so everyone in this challenge is moving at a different pace and we love that so please you're doing it right everyone repeat after me I'm doing it right I'm doing it right look at me I'm doing it look at me on Facebook look at me listening to a podcast look at me being faithful I'm doing it right name of Jesus This week, we've been pressing into less internet and more intimacy. Okay. Can we all agree that we have a lot of internet, a lot of technology at our fingertips and we're accessing it more than ever? Let me read you this little, these little statistics because numbers are fun. You know what numbers do? They drop a pin. They kind of go, whoa, really? It's just a reality check. It's not meant to, numbers don't dictate the future. They just tell you what's going on right now. Based on what you know right now, then you get to make a choice. That's why you don't have to be afraid of the scale, but you better stay off of it if it's mastering your day-to-day. Drop the pin. Okay, how much do I weigh? Because it'll tell me how, how far away from health have I gotten. But then step off. Make a choice. You don't ever have to get back on it if you know you're making one little step and one little change at a time. But here's some numbers. You ready? About the internet. This is how much time we're spending on devices. The average person spends close to nine hours a day on a device. Nine hours. Nine hours a day. Now, I know a lot of that has to do work hours, which is very true. But I'm not working all the time. But have you ever noticed if you're not near your computer, you got your phone in your hand. Nine hours. That actually means... Your sleep time is less than the amount of time you're on a device because usually people are sleeping eh, six hours, eight hours, nine hours. Let me ask you this next question. How good is your sleep? How deep do you sleep? How well do you sleep? I don't know about, I'm noticing there's some, I'm paying attention to how well I sleep. There's something that I'm carrying with me into the night. I'm going to talk about that as well. More time is spent checking emails in the morning than eating breakfast. Oh my goodness. We confess, Lord. We repent. We would rather eat Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We'd rather eat empty calories than nourish ourselves well. Okay. He said, listen, none of this none of this is to shame us. All of it is to go, wow. Okay. And God stands there as a father and says, "Come on back. Return to me. Come on. Come on. I'll give you back your sober mind." The next uh, says, sleep experts warn constant exposure to devices is leading to poor sleep. I think that's why I'm waking up at night. Honestly, I I do shut off my work, but I'm on my tablet uh, reading books. I, I love to read and I love at night. And I love the fact that I can read on my iPad because it's my own little light and I don't have to use the little itty bitty light anymore. And anyone remember the itty bitty light, right? Okay. It was kind of nice, but it also kept my husband up. It was, it'd fall off. or So I, I like that an iPad gives me, I can read and it's lit up. 
But there have been studies that have shown that it's that glow from the screen that is not good neurologically. It, it sets us up for whatever. I'm sure we can look deeper in it. You probably have seen studies. Google it. I promise you, it's out there. And it kind of makes sense. It's so bright. Uh, it's, it's different. It's not for my natural eye. And my, the brain is an amazing little tricky, finicky thing. So be well to it. So I don't know. Maybe I don't, I'll ask the Lord. Like, do I need to stop reading off my device and pick up a book? Novel. That'd be crazy. And then finally, experts advice uh, advises making the bedroom a tech-free zone in order to boost rest. How many, show of hands, how many people sleep with the phone next to their bed? I do. I do. Why do I do that? Because my kids are out or I'm used to having it there in case. I, I don't have a landline. I don't have a landline. I only have a cell phone. We got rid of the landline a long time ago. And now I'm thinking, maybe I need a landline again. We'll see. So this, we're just trying to drop the pin on the fact like, wow, I'm on the internet a lot. There's something. Okay, and now get a load of this. Ready? First of all, before I get further into intimacy, because I'm setting up this less of this, more of that, um, have a notebook nearby. For those of you that struggle with what does intimacy with God look like? What is it? What, how do I do that? What's the practical? Let me put it into play practically. I'm going to do that today. So I need you to take notes because it's going to be left-handed for you. So you'll need to refer to notes. It's nothing wrong with that. I'm telling you. Plus, even if you don't refer back to your notes, but you, you write it down, you're more likely to remember it than if you just listen to me talk. Okay? Um... There are studies showing as well. I was just in a small group today and, and this was, I, I, I promise you, God is so saying, Elisa, go take this message. They need to hear this. I'm serious about this. I am serious about this. But we are not necessarily busier as people. So we can feel like the anxiety, the stress, we're tired, right? We're like, whew. Uh, and we would say, oh, we just have more capacity. We're, we're putting more in us. And we're doing more because of what's going in. And it's not the fact that we're working harder. We're actually working less because technology makes us more efficient. That's why I'm saying that's a blessing. The Lord would say, hey, let me lighten your load. Technology is great because it takes a load off of you. But So we're finding the workload is going down. But do you know what's increasing because of the internet and because of the information age and technology we live in? Emotional weight emotional weight is going up because we're taking in so much information. Listen to yesterday's Intimacy podcast. I talked about how once upon a time there were four stations for the news and it signed off. There was no social networking. There was no way to connect beyond, you know what? Life kind of came at you at a drip, just a little drip. So you got a little information, a little drip. But what the internet has done is it's sped every technology has sped everything up. So now we're drip, 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 fire hose. That's why this political climate is so intense because all these voices and everyone's saying something. I mean, I get the news on my phone and I see the CNN things come up all the time. I need to turn them off, to be honest. I, I honestly don't really read them because I'm just like, unless it's something really eye-catching. But it's like I, I have news all the time now. So we're emotionally burdened. Amen. We are heavier than we've ever been. So we're not tired. We're emotionally bankrupt. Everyone's taking withdrawals on me. That's why we have to say, I got to guard this. 
if we're going to make it church, if we're going to be salt and light and have, and that both of those represent some type of preservation of energy, preservation of good, we better preserve some good. Be careful what plucks and picks away at you and chips away. Um, I find it interesting too, as I was saying on this internet, um, less, less internet, more intimacy, the internet is actually um, disrupting our sleep as we've seen in the studies are showing we're not sleeping as much and how much that is because we're taking anxiousness into the night with us. We're just so, we don't know how to rest. So even in the most restful place, because thank God our bodies eventually go, no more, tap out, we can't keep going, right? Because next to, have you ever been so exhausted? It's, it's, it's equal to being intoxicated, they say. If you're that tired, your body will just shut down, which is, praise God. But even in that, we tend to wake up. We don't sleep very deeply. And so our sleep is disrupted. So there have been sleep studies. Get a load of this. Sleep studies that, Joe, if you are not sleeping well, you know what they do with people? They take them camping. They take, their, take them off the grid. You go off the grid where there's no phones, there's no TV. They take them camping. And within 48 to 72 hours, they're reset into a sleep pattern. Come on. Is that crazy? Hello. Is there anyone here, Rev Wild? Anyone done rim to him? Anyone have an adventure heart? We're outdoors. You kind of go, ah, I belong outdoors. Well, you're connected to earth in its design better. In other words, you start to, you wake up when the sun comes up, right? Anyone try to camp when it's like 9 a.m. or sleep when it's 9 a.m. and you're camping? You're like, I'm up. When the sun starts to come up, I'm up. And when the sun starts to go down, I'm, I'm winding down. The earth is set up for me. There's a cycle that God has embedded into the earth that I am now plugged out of because I'm so plugged into this new pace of life. Isn't that amazing? So there you go. Love that. I I thought that was a fun little fact. All right, so here we go. Let's talk intimacy. I want to tell you about there's two postures of intimacy with God. Less internet, so we can all agree. I'm going to leave you to your own, quote, no pun, devices to figure out how can I cut back on this? Just ask the Lord, where is this stealing for me? Um, God, and someone asked, uh, someone mentioned back in the Little Way page, um, they're like, God, I just keep finding myself. The trick is, it's a habit. And the first thing you got to do is you have to replace that habit. You got to come up with something else you will do during that time. Because habits don't get removed, they get replaced. They just don't. You, you'll fill time. You're going to do that. So instead of what you usually do, how can you interrupt it and replace it with some other habit? Figure what out what that is. So maybe for me, I need to actually read an actual book with pages. <laughs> I'll get with the Lord. You get with the Lord. I'll get with the Lord. We'll figure this out. <clears throat> but there are two postures of intimacy. God is calling me into intimacy, right? John 5, 39, you diligently search the scriptures looking for me, Jesus says. You diligently search them Instead, you refuse to come to me. I the, the scriptures bear witness of who I am. So come to me. Intimacy. Into me you see. Christ is saying, come into me and see into me. And the more you see into me, the more you will see yourself. It's a reflective gaze and mirror. Intimacy. But there's two postures of intimacy. And we're going to be focusing on one primarily right now because food, because uh, we're trying to break some patterns, some habits that you're doing that are not healthy and whole. So that's called an SOS intimacy. There's the posture of SOS, like, God, 
help me. SOS, I am tempted. I want to do what I can't, what I, what I know I shouldn't do. SOS, get here and fast, right? ER, uh, the ambulance is an SOS intimacy. Like I'm, they're going to get so intimate. They're going to cut your clothes open. They're going to bare chest you and clear, give you, bring you back to life. It's really intimate when you are in a medical emergency. You don't care. Just take care of me. SOS, get into me, help me. And then there's also the intimacy, which really is the supreme intimacy. It's this, and I call it um, intimacy supreme, which is just delighting and being with God and learning that as a new nature and a new pattern. But first, we're going to talk SOS because I want to break these patterns so that you have more room and more capacity for the supreme intimacy of God beginning to become more of your truly the way and the truth and the life to you. Not just a saying, but he is your way. When you don't know what to do, he's, you don't know where to go, he's the way. When you don't, when you're wrestling with lies, he's the truth. And what you're aching for in pleasure and comfort is really life and he's the life. So S-O-S. All right, so Intimacy Supreme, we'll talk about more tomorrow. We'll talk about, and you sh- you'll be doing, I'm always, I'm always doing one or the other. All day long, I'm always doing one or the other. But I want to get you out of your emergency situation right now. All right, so yesterday, get out your pen and paper. Yesterday, I talked to you about how we kind of all have to know, check ourselves. Am I hungry? Am I angry? Am I lonely? Am I tired? Am I worried? Take your heart and check in with your heart. What am I feeling? Oh my goodness, you guys. This is why eating disorders exist because we use food to interrupt this healthy emotion. There's nothing wrong with your emotions, but instead of processing an emotion and having a a feeling, we go, I'm going to control this feeling by suppressing it with aggressive amounts of food or controlling it by suppressing my appetite and no food at all. I will control this thing. That is a... Uh, it just it's our it's our way of going uh, dealing with our emotions instead of really going oh I'm having an emotion I'm teaching my children now mamas papas teach your children now have an, it's okay your emotions don't shame them for their emotions don't shame them for their their outbursts absolutely they're gonna have them let them try again can we try that again your practice they need to practice how to have an emotion without doing the emotion you have it you feel it what's this come teach them how to care for their hearts. If you're going to guard it, you know, it says guard your heart. It's the wellspring of life. You only guard what you value, right? Money trucks, there's guards around the money trucks because they value the money. It has value. Jewelry stores, they'll have guards outside because there's something of value there. If I don't value it, I won't guard it. It won't, it's not worth it to me. But if I teach young, like, and I'm teaching you now, guard your heart, guard it. Not only guard it, Check in, care for it. What's going on? It's not a prisoner. <laughs> it's not a prisoner. It's a prince. It's a princess. It's royal. If I go anywhere near Princess William or Kate, uh, Princess Kate, there are guards everywhere. They're guarding that value. They are guarding their legacy. They're guarding something. I have to get past that guard in order to have intimate relationship with them in any way. God says that come to him with all your worries, prayers, petitions, and the peace of that will that transpasses all understanding will guard your heart peace guards your heart nothing gets into your heart that isn't in line with peace but the truth is sometimes things do right sometimes anger depression somebody said something i mean right now i said yesterday 
We're just, we're looking for reasons. Our Facebook feed is everyone upset with somebody and my opinion and your opinion. And we're just, it's just getting crazy, crazy because everyone wants to say something or contribute. I'm not saying that's bad, but think about it. Check in. God, is this going to add value to the earth? Is this going to add peace? Is this going to bring some type of like crossing guard? Like stop the traffic for a second. Let me just cross over with this moment of peace. It's going to be okay. God is on the throne. He is in charge, not in control. I know that sounds weird. We get to choose, but he'll take every decision and he'll work it out for good. Romans 8, 28. So you check in with your heart and you go, okay, what's going on? So I gave you guys this scenario and I'm going to use this scenario about uh, my husband and I over the weekend. I had a moment with my husband where he had come in line with our little way email today too. He had come home from a vacation. He'd be gone vacation. He came home from work (laughs) for two weeks overseas. And sometimes he has to travel like that. And it's a lot of work for single moms. Like moms, I was sick. The kids were rough. They had tons of activities. I was tired. I could not wait for him to come home. And while he's away, we're texting each other. We're FaceTiming. Oh, I miss you. You know, you're just really, and he doesn't want to be there. I don't want him to be there. I want him to be here. So there's all this romantic, I guess you could say, buildup of like, oh, I can't wait for you to get home. I miss you. We're just not a family without you. Blah, blah, blah. Well, been married 20 years. The man has traveled internationally for about 20 years off and on. And he walks in the door or when, he, when I pick him up at the airport, it has yet, never it yet to fail that he is just exhausted, deflated. I mean, he's been on an 18-hour flight or a 13-hour flight. He even smells like recycled air. I know he's tired, but there's this part of me that has the, quote, expectation that he is going to grab me and hug me and look me in the eye and tell me how he was so glad to be home Like we're going to just, you know, like, and I don't need much, but that is what in my little girl heart, I don't care how old you are, you have a little girl heart. I don't care how old you are, you have a little boy heart. You all want to be a hero. You all want to be a prince. It's just in you and you can try and wrench that thing out, but it's still there. You want to know women that you're loved, chosen, heard, valued men. You want to know if you've got what it takes, that you're a warrior, that you could fight the battle. Come on. It's simple. It's tiny. The gospel is simple, but it's not easy. So I had these expectations for my little girl heart. And even though in my mind I knew in 20 years, we've never gotten this right. In 20 years, he's always tired. In 20 years, I always get sad or I get blah, blah, like just so the he sure enough, he wasn't good. I was so I start kind of guarding my heart, but not in a good way, like in a stupid way, like just withholding my heart. So by Sunday, he, he came home on uh, Friday and by Sunday, I just was like, OK, So let me tell you, here's the deal, everyone. Be patient with yourself. You've got emotions. You're working it out. What we're going for here is a quick, that you would be quicker to return, that you'd be quicker to check with your heart and go, oh, look at this thing. Look how it's the tentacles of what I want or think I deserve or who did this and what they said and my rights. Look at how they start to grow so fast instead of checking in. I should have checked in with my heart like three minutes as he got in the car. But I didn't. You know why? I was tired. So that's why be careful when you're tired. I was just tired. My kids, the weeks, I was just, I, I didn't even have the strength to check in with my heart. But I knew I'd get there. Or God knew I'd get there. 
So it wasn't until Saturday, Sunday morning that I realized, oh, I said, you got to know your cue language or know, know the thing you do. So for some of you, an emotion happens or you have a craving or you see yourself in the mirror and you call yourself something, the critic calls yourself fat. There's something, even it's just a craving because many of you are breaking actual cravings, natural physiological cravings for sugar. The way it hits is like cocaine. And so you're having a craving. Okay. Here it is, battle on, but you're queued up for it. So what do you do? All right, first thing, you take your heart and you go to Jesus. I'm telling you, this seems like it'll take a half hour, but it won't. You just take a moment, you slow down, you breathe, and you take your heart and you find out. You talk that heart and you take it to Christ and say, God, what's going on in my heart? If you can't see it, he will tell you. But you just bring it to him. You don't need to throw a bunch of scripture on it. I feel like scripture sometimes is just like, sit down and shut up. Sit down and shut up. Heart, heart, shut up. Instead of, okay, bring the scripture with you. Bring it. Don't lose it. Keep it in you. Shut, shut it up in your bones. Scripture should be there. But you also need to intersect, be met by the God who wrote the scripture. Because the scriptures are there to lead you to the one that the scripture bears witness about. You diligently search those scriptures looking for a Bible verse to help you from your cravings instead of coming to me. Come to me. Then, once you come to him, here's the next thing you're going to do. Here's the next thing. Just, just take your heart to him. Just say, Jesus, show me my heart. Or Jesus, my heart is lonely. Jesus, my heart is tired. Jesus, just begin the communication process. Then... Then, once you have had your heart in your hands, you take it. Like, honestly, find, use the Be Still and Be Loved podcast if you need to, even though those are more of a supreme intimacy place. But whatever you got to do, put some music. I don't know. You got to just move your feet with your heart towards the secret place. Have a place where you meet with God and go, my heart's broken again. What's going on with my heart, God? But here's the next thing you'll do once you've done that. You need to release the captives. You have to. So what happens if that heart is attached to, whatever's going on in your heart is attached to a person, somebody hurt you, they said this or they didn't say that. Because remember, the enemy wants to take everyone down. He wants to take you down. And if he can grab six other people to go with you, awesome. <laughs> right that's why right now Facebook with this political climate is like everyone's being taken down by everyone so I, that's why I'm kind of like oh hmm well I'll just I'm gonna sit and wait on the Lord so I can if I'm gonna contribute anything it will bring peace 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 God's on the throne but the captives have to be set free because captives are people think about it. there's prisoners and there's captives captives are people that are taken against their own will I was holding my husband captive. I was holding him captive for doing what he always, just doing what he does, but because of my expectations. My expectations were on him and not met in God alone. So I already had set him up to be in prison. Like he's going behind bars. You're going down. I'm going down. You're going down. We're all going down, right? Instead of God goes, okay, we, we're going to deal with your heart, but first can we release the captives? Because I, I know if we don't release the captives, we'll just sit with Jesus in our hearts and say, look what they did and they did this and this and there when they are a child of God too. I know that sounds ridiculously hard and cruel and you're like, no, they're evil. Well, 
the scriptures tell us we don't fight flesh and blood. There are principalities that invade and use flesh and blood. I mean, people that are supposed to love me the most have said some of the harshest, meanest things to me. It's not them. They just have left their hearts open to be used by a, a, a principality that wants me to shut up and stop talking about this whole freedom thing. Don't tell people that they can actually have free hearts. Don't you dare tell them that because they might believe it. And if they believe it, then I'm doomed. Word. Yes, you are. So free the captives. So what I had to do was kind of sit down because I could tell, gosh, I'm just, my heart's heavy. And I was bringing my husband into it. And he was like, free the captives. So what? All, here's how you free captives is you find a grateful thought about them. Is there anything kind, true, noble, lovely, or praiseworthy about them? Is there anything? And it's my husband. So I could come up with a list. He's a great provider. He's a good dad. He loves me well. He is faithful to the end. He is integrity. I mean, boom, 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 like all these. And what, with each one of those, it was like I was cutting the chains that I was putting on. Click, just the chain cutters that were just out in full force, and he was free. It wasn't. I also knew uh, in soon I would need to go and ask for forgiveness. That's the hard part, but we'll get there. So free the captives. Then, so that's if somebody's involved. That's if you're holding somebody captive because you will not, you will not get the spirit of power, love, and a sound mind if you are in that rage place, if you're just holding on to the injustice. That's why I'm like telling you, angerness, bitterness, all those emotions, lonely, angry, tired, worried, they're just, they're, they're, a waste of time to spend time with. Take them. They're great to help you figure out what's going on. But you're not supposed to hang out with them. Because the more you hang out with a spirit or an offense or a resentment or bitterness, the more you you feed it, you wash it, you pat its back, you put it to bed, you wake it up in the morning, you play with it. The more you do that, it just, it becomes the thing. It's just the thing. So free the captives. Then you're going to put the prisoners on trial. Now, who are the prisoners? Well, we are called, we are, prisoners are people that actually did it. They're guilty. They're in prison. They're guilty. They've been accused. They're guilty. They're in prison. And we are all guilty. So in some way, we are prisoners to our own. Every, we can't put it on somebody else, Right? free them. Okay, I'm guilty of participating with um, my bad talk of them, my bad thoughts of them, my gossip of them, my backbiting of them. I'm participating in some way. I'm guilty. But praise God, Christ says forgiven and free. So I'm off the, the, the stand. I'm not on the stand being charged. I'm guilty, but blood of Christ says you're good. Thank you for coming to me. You're good. But who goes on the stand? The liar, the accuser, he has to go on the stand. So you take him and you put that thing, that emotion, that tired. So for me, with my husband, I had to put that loneliness on trial because it's a spirit of loneliness. I'm not alone. Like that spirit of tired, whatever it is, it's this. It's the opposite of whatever is pure, love, true, noble, praiseworthy. Because those are the things we're supposed to think about. Anything opposite of that needs to get on trial and go, where did you come from? When did you start? And I had to start thinking about it. I'm like, oh my gosh. I didn't even think it. I knew, but I didn't stop to think about it. This was from two weeks ago. I've been sick. 
the kids have been exhausting. It's been lo- like all this that I've been storing up in me. It's just been storing up in me. And I thought I made the mistake of thinking my husband coming home was going to cure me. Mm-mm. It doesn't happen that way. Your husbands are not meant to save you. And I know that sounds harsh, but it's true. They're there to bolster you and they will win and they will fail. And they, But there's no consistency. God is consistent. So there was that thing of loneliness. So I had to put on track. Where did you? And then I let it go all the way back to childhood, to places that I still feel abandoned, to places that I don't feel like I'm valued, to places. And I had to get all those back on trial again. So if this is you, and often and you might not be anyone, but you just feel fat. That's an accusation. And 2 Corinthians 10.5 tells us that we take every thought captive, yes, but then put it on trial. There is a podcast, um, I think it's called, um, and I um, go more into this, and I think it's um, Go to War is what it's called. So listen to that and learn how to war for your freedom this way. This is how SOS intimacy happens. I put the, that thing that is opposite of love, Anything that is in life, I put that on trial. Where'd you come from? What are you trying to do? What are you hoping to win? And then eventually you have to remind it, you have been condemned. Go back to the pit in the name of Jesus. And it is literally to send it, put it in prison. And um, I think it's uh, Colossians tells us that um, Jesus, the cross, put Satan to shame. That it open shame. Like he is marched and paraded through the streets in handcuffs. It's done. And I love that not only marched, but he's open shame. Like every, you can laugh at him and go, you're a liar. You're doing it again. You're a liar. You're in chains. You can jeer and cheer and go, it's over for you. You have no place here. You're on the losing side of the fence. Freedom. For the captives. Amen. All right, so that is SOSing, you guys. And I know it's I, I went in a lengthier way, but you can do this in th- two minutes. <laughs> Where's my heart? Take it to Christ. Free the captives. The innocents must leave. Everyone's innocent. Get out, get out. I'm innocent. Thank you, God. Who's guilty here? Oh, it's the accuser. And what is he trying to do again? Amen. Amen. Tomorrow. All right. So you, you got to practice this. I don't know how to say. Here's what I don't want you. Please don't be people that go, oh, Elise is talking again. And while Elise is talking, you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you go back to your life and you don't do anything with it. It's like when I trained clients and they would do it for one hour. They were just awesome. And then they'd go home. And then they would just eat in the shadows and then come back and try and tell me that they they would be lying. Like, tell me, I don't know why I gained weight. Well, you're doing something. Like, do this. Do it. Take little steps. You're not going to nail it, but start practicing it. This is who God is. You diligently search the scriptures looking for me. They bear witness of me and you're refusing to come to me. That's it. Three words. Come to me. Come to me. Talk to him. Talk to him when you're driving to school. Talk to him when you're going to the grocery store. Talk to him. All right? All right. I'm going to pray. 
um, that we, our ears would open up, that our ears would open and we would be able to hear God's voice and respond and move in that direction. Yep, you got to practice it. I'm telling you guys, you stop, listen. You know what will happen, by the way, too? If you're not doing this, if you don't practice, if you don't like activate what I'm saying, I will become your Jesus. And I didn't sign up for that. I'm not interested. And if you make me your Jesus, you will crucify me. I will let you down. I will not be doing what you need me to do because you're placing me as your salvation, <laughs> salvation, whatever. You got to get in the scriptures. You got to get after it yourself. Take five minutes, do something violent, do something that not only the scriptures, but the scriptures should lead you to sit and enjoy him. Try the Be Still and Be Loved podcast. Do something where you sit and the word comes over you and meets you and encounters you. We need to rewire our brains. Amen? Yeah, go do that. now. I'm not kidding. Okay, we're all going to do it. How about that? I'm going to pray. We're signing off. Listen, you're in your car, wherever you are. Pull over. Give me two flipping minutes. Oh, who doesn't? I, I know, flipping. I you, I probably would curse. I feel so passionate about this. Not to say I'm a sinner. Sometimes I just go, oh, please do this. I'm too much of a coach for you guys. I can't just sit here and and pat you on the back and like gotta do it i'm dying for you to do it i don't want to be another mouth there's too many mouths on facebook i want you to become people that are living epistles you are doing the word so we're going to pull over you're going to open up a bible app because you got plenty of them and if you don't pull over and get a bible app and look for the verse of the day and just read it and not only read it listen i'm going to do a podcast and on how to take the word and then nourish and kind of eat it and and become more let it lead you to him i will i will do that right now i'm trying to get you out of handcuffs so that then you are free to freely search the scriptures and go to it you're not you're not just going when it's an emergency but i get it for some of you you feel like stuck so SOS today, but you're not stuck anymore. Not after I'm about to pray. Okay. And then just start something new. And I don't care in the morning. How about this? What if little white people in the morning you wake up, especially if you sleep with your phone by your side, you open the Bible first. You just get the word of the day. Just do something that moves you towards him. But then ask, pray before you read Holy Spirit move this into my heart. I'm going to read these words. I want more than words. Move it into my heart. Change me. Tell me what does this teach me about love? That's the basic of every word I read. I wish I could open up my Bible app because I would just show it to you. Well, okay. How about this? I might be getting a little long, but I'll practice. This is a very small practical thing you can do. Um, I'm at version right now. And the so that's a great app if you don't have it. All right, so then here we go. The verse of the day that mine mine has. Oh, this is the message, which is always fun. Uh, don't bargain with God. Be direct. Ask for what you need. This isn't a cat and mouse hide and seek game we're in. If your child asks for bread, do you trick him with sawdust? If he asks for fish, do you scare him with a live snake on his plate? As bad as you are, you you wouldn't think of such a thing. You're at least decent to your own children. So don't you think God who conceived you in love will be even better? 
Okay, so I'd read that in the morning and then I'd be like, oh my God, God, you love me. You love me so much. You go immeasurably more. I ask, you say yes and more. God, thank you that your love never denies me what I need. Like sit and just like start telling him who he is because of what he said. Not just, oh, that's a good word. Moving on. Okay? I'm telling you, it'll change your life. It'll renew your mind. And the first five app, thank you, Lara. Yeah, um, Laura, that is a great app. Yeah, the first five. Totally a great idea Proverbs 31 did. All right, let me pray. So, Father, God, ah, we thank you. Um, you're breaking through. <laughs> Hard ground, fallow ground, Lord. We've been dry. We've been in arid places, Lord. We've been roaming the earth. And God, we are tired and we are angry and we are lonely and we are tired and we are depressed and we are emotionally bankrupt. God, too much withdrawals on us, Lord. And Lord, we know that you are the wellspring of life, that you are love. And that everything we desire on the earth is actually found in you, God. So Lord, I ask for a quick return when we start to wander into dry places, into digging empty wells, drinking from dirty cisterns, cracked and broken, God, that you'd be quick to just gently nudge us and say, come to me. I've got something better. Lord, open our ears to hear from you in beautiful ways. Give people visions, dreams, touches, God. Just not that we need a touch, but we welcome it, Lord. I do ask, Lord, that your word become flesh that we become the word with flesh, Lord. So whatever it is, the spirit of um, deafness, bow down in Jesus' name. The spirit of dumbness or it's too thick or too hard for me, in Jesus' name, bow down. And we ask that you would loosen a spirit of wisdom and knowledge and, and understanding for the scriptures what was long ago. The way it made the um, early disciples bold and courageous, they were uneducated and ordinary men, but people recognized they had been with you. God, do that same work in us right now by the power of the Holy Spirit. Ascend upon, descend upon us, rest in us, and do the work to bring the word alive in us, God. I demand all food cravings end in Jesus' name, where we um, want more sugar or more pleasure or more comfort or more control. In Jesus' name, release your people. God, more of you. You are our craving. We crave you. More of you. Bring your word alive, Lord. Illuminate scripture more of that in Lord we pray for more um, intimacy through your word than more internet I ask for books to show up on people's doorsteps devotionals whatever it is but God not for more information but that we would have a holy righteous and divine inspiration from you the kind that will last through the years the kind that we will pass the torch to another generation God that it will not die with us anymore there is no more no more blackout in the kingdom but it is life, light, salt, truth, love that reigns supreme with us. Lord, I pray for healing for bodies. (laughs) I love to pray for healings for bodies because it's the ministry to which you called us, God, where there are aches and pains. I think people right now who have a hard time breathing when you sleep at night, you have sleep apnea. Take a deep breath right now, the kind that would pop open your lungs, like really big. It's a it's a vulnerable one. It will even push down to your belly. God, I command that airways open in Jesus' name and that breath can be taken at bigger swigs of breath, God. Life, Zoe, life. 
God, we command all obstructions to leave where there's blockage in anything, in our airway, in our bloodstream. They just blow them up right now in Jesus' name. Pulmonary disease, cardiac disease. God, do miracle works. I look forward to hearing how you do this. This is just who you are. And I will never stop asking, so everyone will just be used to it. I know it's who you are. God, I pray that relentless pursuit for everyone, that they just get after who you are and don't move or change the subject. We love you. You're good. You're faithful to us. And we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. I will answer any questions that you might 